Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Wellness Wake Up. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Carolyn. Happy Monday. As always, we are so happy you guys are here. Mm -hmm. So today we have a fun one, a couple of wellness trends that maybe you haven't tried before are things to consider. And so we're always looking for what's new. So we have a couple of things that hopefully will really interest you. But first, let's jump into our magic moments. Our magic moments are just something that really stood out in the past week or so and something that's just lighting you up. So what was your magic moment this week? So my magic moment was actually yesterday morning. It's the, what is it? The second week in May right now as we're recording this. And the weather in New York is finally like so nice. I feel like we've had rain and cold up until this point. And yesterday I actually, which I never do, I snoozed my alarm. Everyone who follows me on Instagram knows I'm very much a morning person and Mm -hmm. up quite early usually doing things. But I decided to snooze my alarm. And then when I eventually got up, I always go on a morning walk and Elliot, my boyfriend actually joined me on my morning oh, walk yesterday. He which he, yeah, he was home, which is a rarity. <laughs> and he was able to take the 25 minutes. I had a shorter walk than normal that morning, but he came outside with me and it was really lovely. And I feel like good weather always makes me be like, why do I not live somewhere that's nice year round? Because like everything's better when it's nice outside. That's it was like really. 65 and sunny. And I'm like, Yep. I need to live in California. I need the sun on my face at all times. The world is amazing. And then it's like raining one day and I'm like, everything sucks. Everything's the worst. Yes. (laughs) So weather can really impact your mood, but also quality time and time in the morning sunlight, which is one of our things we're going to talk about today. So that was my magic. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. You piggybacked like four things in there that are really good for the soul. (laughs) How about you? What was yours? Yeah. So mine is like a little bit of an anticipatory magic moment. I guess it's like the opposite, but I'm feeling very excited right now when this podcast gets released, it will be the week that we're moving. And so when you, if you're someone who's curious of where we're going from Boulder, (laughs) um, I am too. So we are going to be entering a nomadic chapter. So we're putting all of our stuff in storage and going first to Portugal for five weeks. And then kind of TBD, we have some places we want to feel out. We just don't know exactly where we want to be next. And it feels like a really exciting moment where we don't, we can both work from anywhere. And I can see clients from basically anywhere that's close to the Eastern time zone. And Mm. so just starting to um, really get excited. So as this is coming out, we'll be heading to Portugal on the first and getting started, getting settled there for a couple of weeks and then really exploring the world and the US and feeling out Ojai and Austin, the Catskills and Canada. So that is so (laughs) lovely. So jealous. I need to come visit you in Portugal. Yes, please do. And we'll see how it goes when I'm having SOS moments of like not having a home base. <laughs> right. I'm sure, it'll get real at some point. <laughs> okay, should we get into in. it? Yeah. So, so some tips today or some yes. wellness trends to try. We are going to do five new tips to be healthier. So Carolyn, you want to start it off? Yeah. So one that half of it might not be so new to you, but the other half hopefully will is all about what I call sunshine bookends. Marissa and I have talked about the importance of getting outside that outside a clock. We call it the 10 before 10 is hugely, hugely important for our circadian rhythm. It helps our sleep cycle, our mood, of course, our vitamin D levels and that vitamin D, the nutrient that you get from the sun ends up impacting your immune system, your energy, your appetite hormones, and of course your mood as well. But the 
other side of this is about that evening sunlight. And so late afternoon evening sunshine is also important. And especially as these days are getting longer, thank God, we really want you to also be getting in. The, so we want you getting in the 10 before 10, 10 minutes before 10 a.m. outside, getting some fresh air and sunshine. But then also what I would call seven before seven. So just seven more minutes before 7 p.m. And ideally, of course, it's a little bit longer than that. But that time around sunrise and sun and sunset is really, really important for that circadian rhythm piece. And that evening sunlight also can really help with some of the negative effects of late night screen scrolling. And so that's really interesting, even just like 7, 10, 15 minutes outside when the sun is like closer to the horizon can be really helpful because of what's considered a low solar angle. And basically it's like blue and yellow wavelengths contrast enhanced Mm. at that time. And so even if there it's a cloudy day, this is still happening. So it's still really important for you to get outside, even if it's a little bit overcast and ideally for a little bit longer on those days. And yeah, this has so many, so many health benefits and it's a really nice way to bookend your day with some sunshine. So those sunshine bookends are a big one. I love that. I'm really good about the morning one, but maybe one of my goals for myself will be to be, be better about the afternoon one. I walk home from work sometimes. Yeah. Helps. So that'll hit it. Um, yeah. But you, yeah, I think a commute is kind of the way to think about it. And especially if you're someone who does work from home too, this is even more important for you to make sure that you are getting outside because you don't have it naturally built in. So it has to be an intentional commitment and it just feels really good to to change your environment for a little bit. Totally. Okay. New tip number two is to actually have plants in your space. So this one is something that it has been very trendy. I would say over the past like seven or even eight years where more people are having more and more plants in their space. And part of it is aesthetically pleasing, but the other part of it is that these plants can actually have real health benefits. One of the main health benefits we've seen from having indoor plants in your space is that they can actually help reduce stress. So there was a study that found that actually having plants, whether it's in your home or you're in an office, can actually make you feel more soothed and calm. And the study even cited the word natural in it, which I thought was so interesting. Mm. So they can kind of like regulate your energy and just kind of make you feel a little bit more even. In the study, participants were basically given two different tasks, repotting a houseplant or completing a short computer-based task. And after each task, researchers measured the biological factors associated with stress, including things like blood pressure and their heart rate. They looked at all those things. And what they found is that the indoor gardening group actually lowered the stress response in those participants, whereas the computer task actually, which we're not shocked by, caused a raise in their heart rate and blood pressure. So it's really important to think about how actually having some of these things around might actually lower some of our stress levels and keep us more even. I also think with that, you know, they were actually repotting soil, right? So they actually had their hands in soil Mm -hmm. and we think about that as grounding. So that could be part of where we see the results there. Another thing is that we see that plants actually could improve our air quality. This was actually, I found this so interesting when I was looking things up for this, but this actually started to become a thing from a NASA study conducted back in 1980s. So researchers then were actually looking for ways to improve the air quality in a sealed spacecraft, right? So can't really, actually, I don't know how this works, but I don't think you can just open the door when you're in outer space. No, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, you know that my dream job was always to be an astronaut before really? nutritionist. Yeah, it was fascinating. <laughs> I love this. Those are the two. Yeah. One day, if I make $20 million that you can pay for yourself to go to space, I would do it in a heartbeat. But as side note, so NASA actually started looking at this back in the 1980s. And since those early studies that they did, where they found that actually adding, you know, roots and soil and houseplants reduced the airborne 
volatile organic compounds significantly. We've repeated a lot of studies these days and they find that it actually works. So recent findings suggest that you actually can have plants, but they actually need a good amount of larger plants to actually work as like an air purifying efficiency system, the way like a lot of people are buying air purifiers today. Mm -hmm. If you are looking at plants to actually purify your air, you do need quite a bit of them. And there are specific species of plants that tend to work better. So things like a Boston fern, a rubber plant, a spider plant, ficus tree, bamboo palms is another one. So some of those plants can actually do the trick. I don't know if they can totally replace an air purifier in the amount that many of us would probably have plants in our home, but it can't Mm -hmm. hurt start reducing some of our toxic load from those. That's just great. It brings the outside in too. So when we talk about all the, our nature tips in the world too, there is something that really is important about having real plants in your home too, that can just help your nervous system too. Totally. They also look at how plants can potentially boost productivity. There was one study where they looked at elementary school students and they were assigned to a classroom with either a fake plant, a real plant, a photo of a plant or no plant. So there were four different groups. And brain scans revealed that only those who spent time in the company of the real plant actually experienced improvement in attention and concentration. So I I think that's like very interesting. And you actually see a lot of office spaces, like newer office spaces are catching on to a lot of these things. My old office building was in kind of like this gorgeous medical complex, for lack of better words. And when you walked into the lobby, those were all real plants that they had Mm -hmm. going on there. And that was important. And that was like intentional. And then the last little note on this, which I found so interesting, is that indoor plants actually might help you recover faster. So this is a study done back in the early 2000s, but the research revealed that people who were recuperating from several kinds of surgery actually needed less pain medication and had shorter hospital stays when they were looking at greenery than those who didn't. You know, what's really interesting about that is that remember in a conference, they talked all about nature and how plants emit these compounds that are great for our immune system. So I'm curious if it like also has Mm. to do with not just looking at them, but being around the compounds that plants emit that can be so, so beneficial to healing. Yeah. This is making me want to go buy another plant. Go get some house plants. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have enough. (laughs) Okay. We'll have a full green background next time I see you. (laughs) Super, super cool. So get yourself some plants. Yeah. I've heard spider plants are fantastic definitely for air purification and definitely won't hurt and nice to look at. So next up, our third tip is something called the 103210 method. So you might want to write this one down. It's really, really cool. There is a doctor named Jess Andrade, and she recently caught the attention of lots and lots of people by going viral talking about sleep hygiene basics. And so if you're someone who suffers with you know sleep issues, trouble falling asleep, this is a really, really helpful tool. And so it's called the 103210 method. And it basically informs us how we should prepare for a night of sleep by optimizing our day. And so the 10 stands for 10 hours before bed, stop any caffeine. So if you're going to bed at 10 PM, that means stopping any caffeine consumption at noon. And then three hours before bed, you want to stop eating, stop any food. We've talked about this in the past, but the more that you eat close to bedtime, your body is taking up a whole lot of energy to digest overnight when a whole lot of other systems really need full energy, like our memory, our immune system, hormone re-regulation, that all happens overnight. And if our body's really focused on digesting, it won't do as good of a job on all of those other processes. So three hours before bed, you want to stop eating. 
two hours before bed, you want to stop any work or stop any mental stimulation. So anything short of reading really is what you want to stop. So if there's any, you know, responding to emails, really stop any work two hours before bed. And then one hour before bed, stop all screens. So one hour before bed, getting off of all of those blue lights, including your TV. And lastly, the zero stands for the number of times you'll need to hit snooze in the morning. So as a quick recap, 10 hours before bed, stop caffeine. Three hours before bed, stop eating. Two hours before bed, stop work. One hour before bed, stop screens. And then that will lead to zero snooze buttons in the morning. I feel like I do a lot of those except the one hour before bed stop screens. Mm-hmm, I'm really, really guilty of that one. I'm, what are we I'm supposed to do phone. in that one hour? <laughs> yeah, I'm off my phone, but I'm usually watching something like that's yeah. my TV time. It is better if it's further away from your face versus like three inches from your face scrolling TikTok and having all of that continued mental stimulation. Oh, so something to far. keep... Yeah, TV is kind of far away. Keep it far and and not the blue light smack into your face. But also, could you read in that time? Could you take a bath or a shower? Could you make yourself a cup of tea and maybe meditate or journal? Like what's something for you that would be a little bit more nourishing as you're listening to this? And Marissa, what's that for you? Mm, I could do probably all of those things, but I make my tea and then I watch my episode of Curb or something in between. Okay, next up, we have clean up your home products. This is another thing that's becoming really trendy, clean beauty. People are talking about the fragrances we're using, the laundry detergent, all of these things. But basically our skin is our largest organ in our body. And the products we put on our body are actually absorbed and can affect our health. And it's not only just our skin that we're thinking about here, it's also like our air quality, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're constantly lighting candles with these fragrances in them and creating pollutants there, these products that we're using can create a lot of harm in our bodies. And, you know, we do so much to eat organic foods and think about the quality of what we're putting in our bodies. But some of these home products can actually be another thing that could be really impacting how we Mm -hmm. feel. One thing that's important to note the beauty industry is that the U.S. regulations, just like with food, are very different than other places. You know, it's hard to believe that conventional beauty companies would ever just add such ingredients in their products that can do harm. But it's still very common practice and it's totally legal in this country, unfortunately. To give you kind of an idea, there are 11 cosmetic ingredients currently banned by the FDA. So in the US, only 11 cosmetic ingredients are banned. Well, in the EU, over 1,300 ingredients are banned. Wow. That is quite a difference in terms of how strict their rules are compared to ours. Companies operating in the US actually face much less strict regulations than companies actually in the EU do. Here in the US, companies continue to pack their products that we use every day. So think about things like your hair wash, your face wash, your mascara, even if we're not even talking about beauty, like your laundry detergent, which goes on your clothes, your hand soap, all of these things with potentially harmful ingredients that are known to include carcinogens, which basically means cancer-causing agents. They can be irritants. They can be endocrine disruptors. This endocrine disruptor is actually the biggest thing that I think about here a lot of the time. These things are affecting our fertility. It could be affecting our weight. It could be affecting endometriosis, hormonal issues, all of these things. So they are definitely a really, really big deal. Yeah. And it's by cleaning it up, actually, when we look at like total toxin reports on people, it can have a really big impact pretty quickly even in just a couple of weeks, swapping out some of these things. And in addition, swapping out plastic water bottles too can end up cleaning out your system pretty, pretty quickly. So just even some small changes with the things that you're using daily can make a huge difference. 
Yeah. And what's important to note is that here in the US, products are only tested to make sure that they don't cause short term problems, Mm -hmm. such as like skin irritation, but they're not tested for like long term safety. And the FDA actually only steps in if people are complaining about a product. And yeah, it makes me think of like Johnson and Johnson baby powder that was used women were using it like on their vagina for, you know, in the 80s and 90s. And the amount of uterine cancer and ovarian cancer was insane. And that's something that like people I know even have had lawsuits against Johnson and Johnson for. So to your point, they're not necessarily looking out for long-term safety and we really need to be our own investigators when it comes to this. Definitely. And if you're looking for a way to level up your wellness and you feel like you're doing everything nutrition-wise, this is definitely an area that I would look in. So cleaning up your home products. One resource you could do is actually use the EWG has this skin deep database where you can check certain products. You can just like type in your face wash or your deodorant and see like what are the harmful ingredients in it? Is it a good choice? Is it not such a good choice? You could try out cleaner cleaning products. So things like Branch Basics are a great option Mm -hmm. where they're not using as many harmful chemicals. This is actually really big too, especially if you have kids and your kids are putting their mouths all over things. It could be healthier to clean with healthier products. Another thing is reducing your plastic load. So plastic plastics can leach into you know, the food we're eating, it can leach onto our skin. It can cause a lot of issues from an endocrine disruption standpoint. So actually swapping your plastic Tupperware for glass or stainless steel, swapping out your water bottle, just thinking about ways you could reduce your plastic. Obviously Mm -hmm. going down to zero is really hard, but less is always better here. You can start thinking about products with fragrances and dyes. I actually think about like laundry detergent, perfumes, body washes, things like that. We are getting inundated with these fragrances, which actually are not great for the air quality that we are breathing in, which can create other issues, but they're also not great on our skin and we're absorbing them and can cause a lot of issues. So starting to find like products or even candles, like swapping out your traditional like Yankee candle, right? What is that? Like Bath and Body Works candles for something like a Jenny Kane candle that actually uses like natural essential oils and Mm -hmm. things like that. Marissa sent me a Jenny Kane candle for my last birthday and it is so delicious. delicious. And here, like pick your poison and choose your poison. You can't do everything. You don't need to be perfect. You just want to try and make an effort and start slowly making swaps, right? You don't need to go out and buy everything new, but maybe the next time you need a laundry detergent, look up a cleaner alternative and maybe try to buy that and see how it feels. Mona Van is an influencer who's actually like an ex-pharmacist and she's like a beauty influencer. And she's really about like the ingredients in her food and talks about that all the time. And I heard her on a podcast recently and I thought she gave a really great example that was so interesting. And she was like talking about choosing your poison. And she's like, if we're being totally honest here, I talk about clean food all the time, but I inject my face with Botox every Mm -hmm. few months. And that's literally a toxin, right? It's botulinum toxin. And she's like, no one's perfect here. And I'm not like, you can't judge other people for what they choose to do or not choose to do. All you can do is really look at yourself and choose what feels best for you. And she was kind of funny in the way she described it. She's like, I really care about my forehead, not having lines. And that's the toxin I'm going to choose. Whereas I want my almond milk to just be almond salt and water. And I'm good with that. And I thought she kind of had a really playful way of looking at it, reminding you like no one is perfect here. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think it's really important to keep in mind too, like you get to have body autonomy. You get to be the decision maker of, and and really select what's important to you. What's worth the financial investment? What's worth the time? What's worth, what's the low hanging fruit too? What's easy upgrades that aren't that big of a deal. Another platform I really like too, and I think it's linked to EWG, like Marissa just mentioned, but it's called Think Dirty. And they have a lot of 
great products that are already vetted for all of this as well. I think it's an app too, that you can really select the things as you're making upgrades on the things you use daily. Like if it's for one night out once a year for like a wet, like, you know, going to someone's wedding, not that often. And you use regular, I don't know, pharmacy lipstick or whatever. Don't stress about that at all. I use the real deal deodorant when I go to a wedding and I try (laughs) to make that just about the only time. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great one too. I don't think we mentioned, but deodorant is a big one. Especially because you shave your armpits and you open up that, like Mm -hmm. your pores there. And then if we're putting these chemicals on it, they're literally getting into our skin. That's like a, where our lymph is too. So just really thinking about going organic when it comes to deodorant as much as you can. And if it, yeah, if it doesn't work for you in certain situations, of course, but what you're doing daily really does make a difference. And changing it up with the deodorant is the best thing. I found that if you have a couple of different natural deodorants, Mm -hmm. your body doesn't get as used to it. So I change mine very (laughs) often. It seems to help. I mean, it's not the same. (laughs) So you just have like five different deodorants. Oh, I, I think I have like eight right now. We have a lot of, for a small New York city apartment, we have a lot of medicine cabinets. That's so funny. <laughs> um, I love that. Okay. So we have so far covered our sunshine bookends. We've covered plants. We have covered cleaning up your home products. We've covered our 103210. Last but not least for something that you should try is sound meditations and sound baths. Marissa, have you been to one yet? No, I need okay, to this come is for to you, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So this is one that's really sweet because my partner Q hosts and facilitates these. I'm actually looking at a gong and a million instruments as I record this, but it's been so informative for me and just how healing music and sound can be. And sound actually affects us on a cellular level. I mean, you can even think of it on a negative way from like being on a subway platform and hearing that screech and what it does to your nervous system. Um, I can like hear that as I'm talking about it and it just kind of makes you tighten up and restrict. Studies actually show that as a gong is being played, our blood cells can become more round and they'll have more space between them, which is pretty amazing. So can really impact us again on this cellular level. And then there's something called the Shruti box that you might like hum along with or sing along with. And that activates our vagus nerve in a way that can be really, really restorative and relaxing. Focusing our attention solely on sound also allows what's called the auditory cortex to have more effective resonance and impact. And so the way that we really think about this in more basic terms is listening to sound and going to a sound bath can reduce anxiety. It can help improve sleep. We had one at a retreat we hosted recently and everybody had the best night of sleep ever. It increases energy levels the next day. It helps us to process really difficult emotions. It's really a time where you can move through some stuff that's been, you know, lurking there. It's um, really is like a meditation. That's what meditation is great for too. It can enhance clarity that can lead to better decision-making and can um, really improve harmony within yourself and your relationships. So it really is just so unbelievably calming and therapeutic. And so you don't need to, I mean, as much as you can go to an in-person sound bath, that's amazing if you have access to that. And I would absolutely recommend everyone listening, find one in your area, try one out. In New York City, there's a place called Sage and Sound and be sure to follow Q at Sound Sanctuary where he, we're going to be taking it on the road on our upcoming world tour. So if that's near you, we'd love to see you, but you could also just do this on your own by listening to a song that you love. Maybe a song that is a little bit nostalgic for you or a song that just like really feels good. Classical music, some music with a little bit of space can be really, really powerful. Two songs I love in particular to try this out with is called Agape by Nicholas Brittel or Recomposed by Max Richter. They're both like instrumental songs and really beautiful. And so all you do is just put on your headphones and just listen. 
just purely listen without doing for, you know, those three to five minutes. And it can be as potent as a meditation. So it's really, you can do this on your own in addition to going to one in person where of course you get the community and vibrational benefits from some of the instruments, but it doesn't have to be this whole big thing. You can actually treat yourself to a sound meditation. And another really cool thing is called binaural beats. You can search that on Spotify and that's where you get different sounds in between each ear. And it really helps your brain go into more of a theta state, more of a calm rested state. And so that is pretty incredible how influential sound and noise can be, sound, music, and noise. And they're all kind of different things. Like we think of noise as this more like aggressive thing, I think, but sound is all around us. And you can start to think of all the things going on around you as a little bit of, you know, a meditation or um, just music around you. I love that. Well, hopefully we gave you guys some new things to think about this week. As always, tell us what you like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us if you want something different. We are doing this for you guys. So let us know, but maybe try out at least one of these things. Even if you just change up your deodorant or go to Whole Foods today and buy a plant. Yes. Um, try let me just more. shout out one place that has amazing plants, Home Depot. I knew you were going to say that. I feel like you've told me this before. There's it's actually epic. Home Depot right by me. Maybe I'll yeah. go. Go get one. I mean, you have to take a little bit of extra care for them, but you don't need to be spending, you know, Bloomscape is beautiful, but they're like $300 for a house plant. Like you don't need yeah. to be doing that. Go to Home Depot and get yourself the $12.99 one and uh, start taking care of it, especially if you've never had a pet or anything else. Start by taking care of a plant. It's a, it's a good job. It's a good way to take care of something and also purify the air in your home. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for spending your Monday morning with us. Like, share, subscribe, do all the podcasty things, mm-hmm. and we will see you next Monday. Have a great day. 